amen. Amen and amen. Good morning and Merry Christmas, Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. Are we excited to be here this Christmas morning? Amen. It's just a blessing to be here. And at this time, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing our opening hymn, hymn 153, hymn 153, Jesus is Coming Again. Hymn 153, Jesus is Coming Again. Afterwards, we'll have an opening word of prayer. Hymn 153, Jesus is coming again. Here we go. A marvelous message we bring. Glorious carol we sing. Wonderful work of the King. Jesus is coming again. Coming again. Sunday won't happen again for another 11 years, but it happened today. 
Amen. And so since it's the Lord's birthday, you know, we tend to make a big deal out of everybody else's birthday. So let's make a big deal out of the Lord's Amen. birthday today. Amen. And let's go ahead and sing happy birthday to him. Amen. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. say, well, how old is he? Well, he's from the beginning, amen? Well, what's that mean? Well, that means he is the ancient of days, amen? And I'm thinking he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm thankful today that we can serve him on his birthday. Come pray, brother. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for today. We are so thankful for that we are gathered together here to worship you that we are so thankful for the Jesus Christ who came, here, who came to the earth to die to save us from our sins. Lord, we just want to ask you to help us to remember what Christmas really means. And then please help us to remember who Jesus is. And then we just want to ask you to help someone who does not know about Jesus Christ here to accept Jesus Christ as their saviors here. Lord, we are so thank you for your salvation. We love you. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue to sing this morning, we would love for you to join us on hymn 87. Hymn 87. Angels, we have heard on high. Hymn 87.
verse and chorus, Acapulco. Last verse and chorus, Acapulco. No musical instruments, just us singing to the Lord, singing from our, our soul how great he is. Amen. Last verse, here we go. See him in a manger laid, Jesus, Lord of heaven and earth. Mary, Joseph, lend your aid with the sing our Savior's birth. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Amen. Amen. And the angels have heard on high. And because of that, we can turn to hymn 107. We can rest in the promises of God. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Hymn 107. We will sing this hymn with musical accompaniment. Just to let you know. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy.
to Central Park Baptist Church. Merry Christmas, and you may be seated. We're awful glad that you're here this morning. We'd like to welcome all of our visitors that are with us today. Amen. If this is your first time at Central Park Baptist Church, first we want to thank you for coming. Right, right, we also want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Right. Yeah. If you're a first-time visitor here and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'll slip your hand up for me, we're, ushers will get you a visitor card right away. At the end of the service, out in the foyer, if you'll fill that card out and give it to me, I'll exchange it for a bag of gifts. Not just on Christmas, but because you're, we're glad that you're here. We do that every service, and we want to do that. So if you did not get a visitor card, would you slip your hand up, and we'll get that to you right now. Anybody? All right. Good. I'm glad we got them all out there. Um, want to uh, just remind you that there will be no uh, equipping the Saints class this Tuesday night. We're going to be off this week, but we're awful glad that you attend. And we're awful thrilled to have each and every one of you here this morning on Christmas morning. Welcome. Christmas Day. Amen. 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 I'm glad that you came, and I promise we'll be through by 1230, 1 o'clock. Amen. Amen. I mean, it'll be, it'll be, you know, like the monkey that got his tail caught in the lawnmower. Won't be long now. Amen. And so we're just going to have a good time today. How many of you got something for Christmas? All right. How many of y'all haven't had your Christmas yet? Amen. Amen. Well, the good start. this is a good start to your day. Amen. The uh, Lord was good to me this year. For Someone asked me what I got for Christmas this morning. I said, well, my one of my granddaughters, uh, Addie, she's eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Amen. I got it. But uh, she read the Christmas story this year. And, uh, you know, I mean, she didn't miss a beat. She just got right in there. And I'm telling you. Uh, that's one of the most awesome Christmas gifts you could ever have is to uh, just listen to your grandkids read the Christmas story. And I would encourage you today, when you get home, before you open a gift, uh, open God's Word today and read about the greatest Christmas gift that's been ever given, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful for that today. And, and because He has given us the very best gift, <clears throat> you and I have the privilege today uh, to give something back to him uh, through our tithes and offerings. And I pray that uh, uh, you give today with a cheerful heart. And uh, may God bless you this morning as you give. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for Jesus, our Savior. Uh, Lord, who today we celebrate his birth, Lord. But I'm thankful, God, today that the Lord Jesus didn't stay a babe in the manger. Lord, but he grew. And God, that he... Uh, <clears throat> Lord, he lived a sinless life, a perfect life in this old sinful world. And, and Lord, he died on the cross for our sin. And God, so that he might redeem mankind. And I'm thankful for that today. And the greatest gift, Lord, that you've given is eternal, everlasting life. And I'm thankful for that today. And, and Lord, I pray, God, today that if there's someone here this morning that has not received the gift of eternal life, Lord, it's here today. And, uh, God, all they have to do is receive it and open that gift that you so freely gave to us a little over 2,000 years ago. And for that, we're thankful. So, God, I pray that you'd bless today, bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver, Lord. And we just again say happy birthday, dear Lord Jesus, because in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
amen and amen. Now, at the conclusion of this next hymn, we'll ask that uh, all children fifth grade and under be dismissed for junior church, but it will be at the conclusion of this upcoming hymn, uh, hymn 107. I'm sorry. No, we already sung that one, didn't we? <laughs> uh, hymn 85, excuse me, hymn 85, O Come All Ye fa Faithful. O Come All Ye Faithful, hymn 85. And if you're able to rest upon your feet, we would love for you to join in in singing hymn 85, O Come All Ye Faithful. O Come All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant, Come Ye, O time fifth grade and under fifth grade and under you are now dismissed for junior church fifth grade and under and the remainder of us let's turn to hymn 643 hymn 643 heaven came down and glory filled my soul amen no really heaven came down and glory filled my soul amen amen oh what a wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory 
time we want you to turn to your neighbor or even walk across the aisle and let's greet each other with Merry Christmases.
Luke chapter 2, and again, I, I appreciate you coming today. It's a, this is a good crowd on a Christmas day, amen? Not only that, it's a good-looking crowd, too, and I appreciate you being here uh, this morning. Uh, but if you'll turn to Luke chapter 2, we'll just, um, we'll just start reading, and we'll stop when we get through. Found your place, say amen. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was, uh, taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. 
And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel uh, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Father, I'm thankful, Lord, again today for Jesus, my Savior, uh, Lord, who came to be the Savior for all who would receive him. And I pray, God, that this morning, again, I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here, Lord, that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they'll, they'll come today. Lord, what a great gift on, on the Christmas day, the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray for that person today. Maybe, Lord, whatever the reason might be, someone just in a little while needs to come and talk to you, Lord, and just uh, maybe they just want to come and love on you a little bit and just say thank you. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd be with us this morning. Help me, God, as I preach. I pray, Lord, that you'd keep me out of your way. And, Lord, help me not to stammer over words today. But, Lord, uh, I pray for the liberty of the Spirit of God. That, Lord, you'd help me to say everything that you'd have me to say. And leave off everything you don't want me to say this morning. That I might bring honor and glory to your holy name. And, God, we ask you again to bless the reading of your word. Thank you again for our folks that are here today and our guests, Lord. Thank you, God, that they've come today on this special day, uh, Lord, to honor you on your birthday, Lord. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, a lot of people have been born over the years and that have really made a huge impact on the world. Uh, but at the moment of their birth, you know, they weren't even really thought about when they were born. Uh, for example, if you go back to just uh, a little past 1800, about 1809, somewhere in there I believe it is, that when Napoleon was marching across Austria with his soldiers and they were destroying cities and killing men, women, boys and girls, all the world's focus was on him. Uh, but during all this carnage that he was bringing, there were some babies that were being born who weren't even really noticed, you know, or important to society at that time. There was a one individual I, I found, I thought it was interesting, William Gladstone was born, who was uh, one of the great politicians of England and, and who also became a close personal friend of, of Charles Spurgeon. Uh, there was a couple of others that were born. Alfred Tennyson was born in that time, and who was the son of a preacher, Edgar Allan Poe. And, and there was another man that was born in that year who we all are, at least we know the name. We may not be real familiar with him, but we know his name, and his name was Abraham Lincoln. But no one um, gave attention to these at their birth. Uh, but there was another birth that took place a little over 2,000 years ago, and um, not much attention was given to him either. But his birth has literally shaped the world. Uh, his birth has also divided the world. And I want to bring attention to him this morning about uh, the day that he was born. We're not certain that if he was born on this day, many believe it's probably in April or something like that. 
but it's this day that we have set aside to uh, choose to honor and celebrate the birth of a king. And uh, so I want to bring your attention back to Luke chapter 2, and, and uh, I want you to, to start reading and look in verse 8. And when you read this passage, you'll find that at first there was only one angel. If you look in verse 8, it says, And there were in the same uh, country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And verse 9 says, And lo, the angel of the Lord. Yeah. In other words, there was just one angel who was announcing the birth of the Savior. But then you read a little further in, down in verse 13, and, uh, and then this one angel literally turns into a multitude of heavenly hosts that joined in with him uh, to announce the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, but I want, to, want you to see what the angel said here on, it, you know, on just an ordinary night, perhaps on an ordinary hillside outside of an ordinary little town, something extraordinary took place. Some shepherds were there doing what shepherds do, you know, and, and all of a sudden an angel appeared to them. Now, if you notice when he appeared, it says the angel of the Lord came upon them and shone around about them and said they were sore afraid. Well, I'm telling you, if an angel appeared to you at night, out on the side of a hill somewhere, it would scare you too. Right. Amen. And I mean, these guys are just out there pretty much minding their own business, watching their sheep. And, and this angel appears to them clothed in the glory of God and gave them a message about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember, this was not the birth of an ordinary son, but this was the birth of the Son of Almighty God. And notice what the shepherds were told to look for. Not, they were told not to look for a king on a throne, but they were told to look for a baby in a manger. They were not told to go to a palace or a mansion, but they were told to go to a stable. He would not be surrounded by servants or nurses, but he would be surrounded by sheep. By animals. He wasn't lying in some comfy bed somewhere, but he was lying literally in a feed trough wrapped in burial clothes. And if you look in verse 10, the angel said to these shepherds that they were not to be afraid, but he told them and said, Behold, I bring you good tidings uh, of great joy. Now why? Listen, think about the setting here. Uh, they're, they're, they're told to go to a stable, they're told to go to, uh, to Bethlehem, this little ordinary town, and, and, and to witness these things, but, but, the, but it says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Now, why would that be good news? Why would it be good news to go to a stable? Why would it be good news to go to where a bunch of animals are, where, you know, the smell is probably not that great? If you're still here, say Amen. Well, the, uh, the reason is found in verse 11. I, I like the Word of God because if we'll, if we'll read it, it'll tell us the answer. Amen. We may have all kinds of questions for all kinds of things, but I can uh, tell you upon the authority of the Word of God, God's Word will give you the answer for it if you look for it. Amen. And so in verse 11, we have the answers to that question. It says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, Listen, I am thankful today. No, listen, that day a Savior was born, amen? 
Now, we're looking at it on this side of history, but I'm letting you know, these guys, they were there, and they were there by faith. They were thinking, man, this is awesome. We've been hearing about this. Listen, but we can look back, and we can read, and we know for a fact that a Savior was born. Amen. God himself said in Isaiah 43 and verse 11, he said, I, even I am the Lord, and besides me, watch, there is no Savior. He said again in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 26, he said, all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer. Listen, you'll never understand the meaning of Christmas nor the real joy of Christmas until you get into your heart that Christmas is about the coming of a Savior. Listen, I'm thankful that he came. And I am thankful today that we have his word that proclaims to you and me that a Savior, listen, has been born. And he's still alive and well today. The Apostle John said in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 14, And we have seen and testify that the Father, watch, sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. In fact, before he was born, the angel said in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, uh, he said to Mary, he said, you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Listen, the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ has never changed. From before the beginning, listen, the Bible says that he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But that that lamb who was slain, listen, he came and was born to be our Savior and he died on the cross uh, to save men, women, boys and girls from their sins and he is still doing that today. Amen. The name Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew word or Hebrew name Joshua or Yahshua which means Savior. Listen, our greatest need was not information. Our greatest need was not education, technology. Listen, our greatest need today uh, is not even entertainment. Even though there's many churches today that have uh, incorporated that into their worship. Listen, entertainment is not our need. Our need, watch, our greatest need was and is a Savior. So God sent us one, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. The angel of God said, Behold, a Savior is born. Now notice in verse 14, the angel sung. Now, I enjoy listening to you sing. I'll I'll sing a little bit, but then I'll stop. Because I I like listening to the congregation of God's people sing. I like listening to the saints of Almighty God sing about the God who saved them. Amen. Oh, come, all you faithful. And I'm thankful today that you were faithful and that you came. And I enjoy that. But can you imagine what heaven's going to sound like? Listen, I'm telling you, I've got a good voice, but I just tear it up getting it out sometimes. Y'all are nice. Some of y'all didn't even say amen. There's a few that did. They're kind of sitting right over in here, amen. But I'm I'm telling you, one of these days, we're going to receive a glorified body, and we're going to sing with the angels of Almighty God, amen. But on this day, the angels sung in 1627. I thought this was pretty interesting. The English Parliament abolished most of what you and I would call are considered traditional Christmas carols because they were considered to be a part of a worldly festival. As a result, in the 17th and 18th centuries, 
uh, there weren't very many Christmas hymns or Christmas carols even around anymore. But during that time, there was a preacher by the name of Charles Wesley who wrote what has become one of the most uh, favorite Christmas hymns of all time. And he based the, the hymn that we sing uh, uh, on this passage that we have just read. And I'll read it again. It says, Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to a newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. Listen, it's about the angels. They sang, amen. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. That's what the angels talked about. But I, wanted to, I want you to see what the shepherds did. Look in verse 8 of Luke 2. Uh, they honored the son. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now back in those days, listen, being shepherd wasn't easy. As a matter of fact, it was really hard to make a living as a shepherd. Now, there were some well-known shepherds when you go back and study scripture, some very reputable men who were shepherds. Abraham was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. Moses worked as a shepherd for a while. Even David was a shepherd. But by the time we come here to the New Testament, being a shepherd meant that you had fallen on some hard times, that things weren't just going real good for you. And in fact, a shepherd in the Lord's day was probably the lowest of the low. They could not even testify in a court of law. They were considered so just such a lowly individual. But I can think about them. I remember a preacher preached one time about these shepherds. Listen, they were out there. No telling how long they'd been out there. Uh, all kinds of stuff under their fingernails. When they smile at you, the, probably their teeth were just, some of them weren't there. And the ones that were there had stuff between them. Y'all kind of getting the picture. These guys were the lowest of the low. Dirty, smelly, kind of people that you and I probably wouldn't want to be around. But I want you to understand something. These are the exact ones that God chose to be the very first human group that revealed the birth of his son. And I thought, well, Lord, why? Why would you choose these shepherds out on the side of this hill to be the first ones that you would uh, tell uh, about the birth of your son? And I got to thinking, I thought, well, because God is a shepherd. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus is one. In John chapter 10, the Lord Jesus himself said, I am the good shepherd. Listen, when it comes to the Savior and shepherding, you might even say it runs in the family. Amen. Listen, when it comes to this, we need to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ, he is our heavenly shepherd. Look in verse 15 through verse 18 of chapter 2. It says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. 
And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And, and all, that, that all, all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Listen, notice first their arrival. Those shepherds heard the angelic announcement and they said, listen, we got to go check this out. We got to go see this for ourselves. And if you look in verse 16, it says they came with haste. Verse 17, it says, and when they had seen, and I got to think, listen, listen, if you want to know Jesus Christ, and you'll have to see him for yourself. If you want to know him as your Savior, then you're going to have to come and receive him for you. You see, listen, uh, just because I'm saved doesn't mean that if Brother Marco was lost that he can get saved through me. No, wait a minute. You have to see him for yourself. Salvation is not passed down. It's not something that we inherit. But listen, it's something that we ourselves must see. Now watch this. But listen, if you come, come with haste. These shepherds, they came with haste to see what had taken place. But notice their adoration. The shepherd's response illustrates the first two things involved in a person coming to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Notice it says they heard the revelation from God that the Savior had come, and they believed that revelation. Listen, if you go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 14, and you read here, you'll notice that Paul gives these same two steps in reverse order. These shepherds heard, then they sought. Listen, the Bible teaches us that, listen, if we're going to get saved, that how shall we hear unless we have a preacher? In other words, how shall we hear unless somebody tells us about the Lord Jesus Christ? The only way people today can come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior is except, is, unless except they first hear the gospel message. Amen. These shepherds heard, but then they sought. Listen, those who truly believe the revelation of God in Christ will come to him. The Bible says, listen, that if we, those who, it's the ABC of salvation, ask, believe, confess. Listen, we must seek him. They will not seek or they will not come. They must be sought. And Lord, then listen, we today must seek the Savior just like these shepherds did. But when they arrived, now think about this, when they got to where Mary and Joseph was, can you imagine uh, what their conversation might have been like? I mean, they're out on the side of Mary and Joseph is there because of an, an angel told them what was going to take place. And, and yet now here's these shepherds and they're coming in and they're saying, man, listen, I'm telling you, we were, we're here. There was an angel. We were out on this hillside just minding our own business. I was cleaning out my fingernails and kind of doing some stuff with my feet. Yeah. Amen. And this angel appeared to us. And man, and I'm telling you, it scared us to death. And I can imagine Mary and Joseph are just sitting there and their eyes are about this big around. But they're not only listening to what the shepherds are saying, but they are thinking about what has taken place in their life just a few months earlier. Listen, and they're talking about this shepherd or about this angel, about how it came and the glory of the Lord shone around about us. And and I would imagine that Mary and Joseph are just waiting for them to finish their story so they can start their own. I can imagine the conversation was something that, listen, you just can't make this stuff up. 
Listen, I, I mean, while the shepherds were overwhelmed by the account of Joseph and Mary, I believe Joseph and Mary were probably overwhelmed by what the shepherds were saying. But notice what took place. They had an announcement. These shepherds, if you ever thought about this, these shepherds were the first New Testament evangelists. Really? Think about it. I mean, they couldn't help themselves. They had to tell what they saw. And if you've really met the Lord Jesus, I do not believe you can help but say something about it. Listen, uh, the worst thing a child of God can be about the Lord Jesus Christ is silent. Listen, I'm, I am thankful today that I am a saved, born-again, heaven-bound child of Almighty God. Amen. Listen, and, I'm, and, and if God has done something like that for you and me today through His Son, Jesus Christ, God help us to say something about Amen. it. They couldn't help it. Somewhere, think about it, under some circumstance... If you've met the Lord Jesus Christ and he's your Savior and he has changed your life, you can't help but let it out somehow, some way. I read a story about this U.S. Senator a number of years ago who, who had a father, just an old, uh, godly uh, Christian man. And his father was visiting his son in Washington and while he was there, this uh, senator was having an open house for the ambassador of the, uh, to the U.S. from Belgium. And the senator, the son, was a little tense because he knew that his old dad was a saintly old man of God and who loved to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was worried to death that his daddy was going to uh, start talking about Jesus to this ambassador. And so the party got together and Sure enough, the ambassador to Belgium had come in and, and to the horror of this senator's son, he began watching his dad and, and man, his dad saw this ambassador to Belgium and in the old man of God, he made a beeline to this ambassador. And just as sure as the, the senator thought that his old dad began to talk to him about the Lord Jesus Christ and tell him about what Jesus had done for him. And, and I can just see this old man of God in a humble way just kind of coming up to him and saying, listen, I'm just, I just want you to know I'm glad that you're here and, and I'm thankful that you're here. And, but I want to tell you something about Jesus. I want to tell you how he saved my soul and how he wrote my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I was just wondering if you knew him as your personal Savior. It embarrassed this senator to the nth degree. Couldn't believe that his dad would do that and thought that his dad had just ruined the whole event. Well, the event was over. Just a few short weeks went by and the senator's old dad died, went home to be with the Lord. And about the second day of the, when the services were just getting started, there was a knock on the door and <clears throat> there was a delivery and uh, some flowers had been sent. And the senator began to look at the card that was on the flowers and he picked it up and it was from the ambassador of Belgium. And it was sent to the senator. And on the card, this is what it said, in memory of the only man in America 
who ever spoke to me about my soul. Yeah. Can I tell you today, there's people right here in Carrollton, Texas that do not know who Jesus Christ is. They've never one time heard the name of Jesus. The name that's above every other name. The name that's the most precious name ever given to an individual. The name that can take, listen, the name that can give you everlasting, eternal life if, you can, if you'll just receive him. Listen, there's people today, maybe someone that lives next door to you that's never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. No one's ever talked to them about where they will spend eternity, heaven or hell. Listen, this old gentleman was willing to tell it. Listen, if we feel it, we ought to tell it. Amen. Listen, in honor of the Lord Jesus Christ today, we ought to make a decision in our heart and in our mind, in our soul, that we'll not let a day go by without telling somebody about Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, that's what these shepherds did. I'm telling you, they made an announcement and they told about it. But notice the third group of people, the wise men. If you'll turn back over to Matthew chapter 2, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 2, we can see these wise men as they worship the Lord. Matthew chapter 2, it tells us about these wise men. You know, the book of Luke is the gospel uh, to the servant, and uh, uh, our gospel of the servant, and Matthew is the gospel of the king. And if you look in chapter 2, and look in verse 1 and 2, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in those days of Herod the king, behold... There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come uh, to worship him. Now, we don't know for certain just exactly where these wise men came from. Neither do we know exactly how many there were. The song says three because there were three gifts. And Brother Shelton even talked about this the other day while he was preaching. But that's okay, amen? But we don't know those things. They seem to appear uh, on the scene here. They gave their gifts to the newborn Christ, and then they just kind of silently slip away. But I want you to see what they sought. Uh, they, they saw a star, and they, they went to find the sovereign. And they asked this question. They said, notice here in, in, in scriptures, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are... Come to worship him. Now, and I've never thought about this, but you realize this is the first question in all the New Testament. First question. And you know, it ought to be the first question in your mind and in my mind, in my life and in your life. It ought to be the first question as we approach this new year. The question ought to be, where's Jesus and how can I find him? You know, listen, I know January 1st is next week, but listen, we really, we're starting a new year today. If the Lord doesn't come back, and I, I pray that he does, I was thinking about that this morning, listen, that wouldn't it be a great day for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back on Christmas Day, Amen. on a Sunday, Amen. when it is on, listen, when the, his birthday is on a Sunday, wouldn't it be neat if we said our final amen and and we uh, lifted our head after that amen and turned and we took a step and we stepped right onto the streets of gold. Praise the Lord. 
But listen, I want you to understand that these men said, where's the Lord Jesus and where can I find him? But what, look what they thought. They thought they'd find him in a castle. I mean, you say, well, how do you know that? Well, they, look where they went to find him. They went to Herod's house. Now, that, that didn't seem too wise. I mean, they show up at Herod's house looking for the king of the Jews. Can you imagine Herod sitting up there on his throne and they, they walk in and they say, hey, we're here and these guys are, are, are wise men. They're guys that, uh, that are of high rank in, in, in their field and they come and they say, hey, we're looking for the king of the Jews. Well, don't you know that made his day? Listen, well, I, can, I, I think he got mad immediately. After all, the... Uh, 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 listen, the kings of that day, they didn't live very long. Because if you were a threat to the throne or a threat to his reign, listen, he'd just have you snuffed out. Amen. Go back and read some. Listen, the fact is, that, watch this, there's a lot of Herods today. There's a lot of uh, different things today that that are doing their best to keep you from getting to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is exactly what Herod did. He was trying to keep them. And, and listen, sometimes these Herods are ungodly men, ungodly people in your life. Come on, say amen. Sometimes it can even be a family or material things of this world that keep you from finding the Lord Jesus Christ. But listen, these men are, are seeking the Lord Jesus. They want to get to Him. And you ought not let anything get in your way of coming in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But the truth of Christmas, listen, watch, it'll set you free. Look in verse 4. Notice Herod. It says, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Where is this guy? Where is he at? But look in verse 5 and 6. Now, if you've never really thought about this, I've, I've not, so I really got to studying it the other day. Notice what he said. He's gathered all these priests and, and, and all these Bible scholars together. Amen? And it says, and they said... Herod says, where's this, where's this king of Jews that's going to be born? And, and these, these chief priests and scribes says, oh, well, he's down there in Bethlehem. That's what they said. They're, listen, they're quoting a, 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 an Old Testament prophecy in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. These guys know exactly where he's at. He's in Bethlehem, a suburb, a, a suburb of, of, of Jerusalem. I can remember we were, went to a, an olive uh, uh, oil uh, vat type place and, and this huge uh, grinding uh, stone was up there and they were telling us how you make olive oil and all these things and we walked out on the hill and, and our guide said, listen, if you'll just look back down south just a little ways, you can probably get a glimpse of Bethlehem. And we're looking. Listen, why? Because it's just a, just a little ways away. You know, and I got to thinking about that. It's an amazing thing to me, watch this, that these guys know where the Lord Jesus Christ was born, but they aren't interested enough in it to go down and to see if it has actually taken place. The shepherds did. 
They went, took off, and, and, and I'm certain that after they found someone to watch their sheep, listen, they went to sea. But these wise men, or excuse me, these chief priests, they're here in Herod's palace, yet they know where he's at. But they're not even interested enough to go see. I wonder, and I say this kindly, I wonder how many people today know where he's at. They know that Central Park Baptist Church and churches just like this one are having worship today because it's the Lord's birthday. But they're not interested enough to come. I mean, they're just not interested enough that on his birthday to come. I mean, I'm sure they're probably doing something important. These wise men, they were. I'm sure they were doing stuff. They were doing stuff for the king. They were doing some palace stuff. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. Yeah. But they didn't go. Listen, um, I'm thankful today that you knew where he was and you came to see. Yeah, but there's others today that didn't. You, you say, well, what do we do, preacher? Pray for them that they get their heart right. Yeah, we, you know, don't go and say, well, you're sorry, low down, no good. We had church today and, and, and you didn't even come. You knew we were having church, but just, no, wait a minute. Just pray for them. Just say, you know, I'm going to pray for you that God will touch your heart and change your heart and you'll listen to him and you'll come. But these scribes and chief priests, they didn't come. You see, they represent those who are ignoring the Lord Jesus Christ. Herod represents those who oppose the Lord Jesus. While the wise men represent those uh, who are seeking the Lord Jesus. Listen, I'm thankful today that you were wise and you chose to come and seek him on his birthday. But notice what they brought. Uh, you're familiar with the, the gifts they brought. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, gold was a gift for a, a king. That's what Christmas is all about. A savior who's king, king of kings, lord of lords. Frankincense uh, is a gift for a ministering priest. The priest would go into the temple with this fragrance. And folks, the Lord Jesus in heaven represents us who are saved here on earth. He, he knows what you're going through and he's felt what you feel. Hebrews 4.15, it says he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Listen, a ministering priest. But then he was given the gift of myrrh, uh, a gift for a martyred or gift for a prophet. It's, a, a, it, it's an embalming uh, fragrance. Uh, it was used as an antiseptic for embalming purposes. In fact, when you think about it, the, there was the fragrance of death all around the Lord Jesus Christ when he was born. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know what swaddling clothes are? They're burial clothes. Yeah. Why? Well, Jesus was born to die. Yeah. 
That was his purpose. That is his purpose. Listen, his purpose is to redeem men, women, boys, and girls. And we're here today to worship him, to bring honor and glory to our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. But listen, he may not be Lord of your life. You say, well, what do you mean by that? It means that he's in control of your life, that he is sitting on the throne of your life. Listen, there's only, one, there's only room for one person on the throne of your life. It's either you or it's God. Can't be both. Listen, God help us today uh, to honor him on his birthday. Can I ask you something? What, what are you going to give him on his birthday? I mean, Christmas is all about giving. We give stuff, and we give, and we give, you know. And But listen, and we forget the one who we ought to be giving to, the Lord Jesus Christ. We sang that song this morning, Oh, come, all ye faithful. Come, let us adore him, Christ our Savior. Listen, this is his day. It's his day. And by the way, it's his day every Sunday. But it's his day today. Can I ask you this this morning, can you please honor him? When's the last time you just stopped and just said, Lord, just want to say happy birthday? Yeah. Here's, I wanna, here's something I want to give you. You know, you say, Lord, um, you know, I, I don't have much to give. And I've thought about this for years. I, I don't have much to give. But, you know... Here, I'm going to place that there and here. I want to just, I want to give you me. You see, it's your choice today. You'll give him something or you won't give him anything. But can I encourage you today? Give him something. Bring him a gift of worship and adoration. And when we leave here, God, help us to leave with the joy bells of the Lord Jesus Christ ringing in our heart. And when you get home, tell somebody about it. Tell somebody that Jesus lives in you, and man, you want them to know it. What a great day. Go home and tell somebody about Jesus, and just maybe, because of your witness, they'll trust him as Lord and Savior. Father, help us this morning. Uh, God, I pray that your hand will be upon us today. And God, I pray that you give this invitation, Lord, because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're not going to sing. We're going to do something.